Welcome to the Sassy Soul Sisters Podcast. My name is Heather, and I'm a psychic medium, teacher, and intuitive healer. My name is Cody, and I'm a body-mind coach, massage therapist, and intuitive. We are here to empower you on a healing journey, whether it's your first step or your 800th step. Healing is a practice, not a destination. Join us as we dive into all kinds of topics in a sassy and soulful way. Hello, Sassy Soul Family. I'm Heather. And I'm Cody. And today we are going to continue with our exploration on the topic of challenges. We're going to dive into why we need to challenge existing ideas when we face our challenges. So everybody's been through challenges, this we know. Maybe are currently going through some. I mean, the world is going through quite a bit right now. So, you know, challenges, they're a thing we all face. So we thought... We should probably talk about this. We probably should. It'd probably be a good idea. And we did um, a challenge topic about having faith during challenges last week. If you guys want to check that out in the replay. Yep. It's absolutely excellent. We also thought it'd be good to talk about challenging belief systems, challenging thought patterns, challenging mindset, all those things. Because when we're faced with our challenges, sometimes what's coming up is all this old programming that's been playing needs to be rewritten. So how do you do that? How do you make that happen? Um, Especially when, you know, you're playing conditioning that comes from ancestral conditioning, that comes from family, that comes from the community, that comes from the culture you're in. You know, sometimes it's hard to rewire, break old conditioning when it's playing out around you all of the time. Absolutely. And you're like, okay, well, let me start. And then five more things get piled on your challenge plate. And you're just like, ah, it's too much. Abort, abort, abort. a lot of things. <laughs> so we're first going to deep dive into some different stuff. So our first one is we often get stuck in worn out thought patterns. Examples being, this is always going to be so hard. My family had these patterns, so I'm going to have these patterns. I, I just don't have the answers to this. You know what? This is just how it is. This is just, this is just how it is. I just have to accept it. How many times in my own life have I said, this is just how it is? Or found myself saying over and over, oh my God, I'm struggling. This is so hard. You know, it's so hard to change. You know, this is so hard. We breathe that into our reality. And we really don't understand that there's such, I mean, I, I just, I really want the world to understand that your thoughts are the, the, the ground, they're the fodder, they're the conditioning of how your life plays out. If you say it's going to be hard, it's going to be hard. Even if at some level, yes, it may be hard, it may be a challenge. But the more you say that, there's no way it can ever change. So we really have to like come into this experience of, questioning the thought patterns that are playing on repeat within our own minds. Absolutely. And they do. They play on repeat because often we don't realize that we're the ones that have to shift it. We're the ones that have to be open to new thought patterns because we get so, it's like getting stuck in the mud Mm -hmm. where we're like, I'm just never going to have enough money. 
who's guilty of that? Because I can point two thumbs at the girls <laughs> sitting behind the microphone. <laughs> Both girls. This girl already <laughs> here. I haven't said that at all. No, none of us. Nobody listening. No, no. not the money gremlin. No, not that one. I and mean, I think there's a really beautiful quote in this that I don't know who the exact author is, so I apologize. And if somebody out there knows what it is, you can send us a message and it's totally cool. I'll receive it. <laughs> but it is a quote that basically sums up and says it's 90% your attitude and 10% what happens. That's all thought pattern. Your attitude is. is thought pattern. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, I have known people that have been through like some of the most challenging times in the world and they shifted their mindset and they're like just banging through it. And they're like, just, I have my days and you know, I, I let myself one. have a day. And I there's profoundness in that because you may be hearing this and you're like, okay, I'm going in and I'm going to change all those thought patterns. They are <laughs> done. Positivity, here I come. And then everything is like still like you're standing in like the old ruins and in like Indiana Jones and like the balls rolling at you and things are coming down. And you're like, but I'm positive. I'm positive. I'm positive. Ah! <laughs> you're yeah. freaking out, right? Because you can't, can't change it all. It's a thought patterns. To change them is a practice. Yes. All of healing is a practice. There's not a, a full-on destination to it. No. It's just a daily practice because as much as I've practiced, I still have to practice not getting caught in <laughs> those thought patterns and those, what to do when you do get. When you do. go, Yeah, you get all, up, all stuck in them and or pulled back in them, right? Yeah. That and I think ultimately, you know... I want to say here, step number one in, in, in working through your old thought patterns when you're facing challenges is becoming the observer of your thoughts. Um, now, on my podcast, The Cody Lee Show, I am going to do a whole episode on kind of diving into how to do this. Um, but I really want you to think about, you first have to become the observer of your thoughts. You have to really kind of try and take a step back and hear what you're saying in your head. So one of the tricks that I do to short, short circuit that is I like to speak my thoughts out loud so I can hear them. If I can't hear them, if I don't know what it is that's playing, I can't change it. You know, so, so first is to really look at what are the thoughts that are playing so that I might begin to rewire them. Then when you take that step into rewiring them, it's asking this question that I love asking and people are, they always give me like deer in the headlight look of, so you don't want this thought pattern. What do you want to feel or experience or have? And oftentimes we know what we don't want, but we don't always know what it is that we do want. People are like, huh? Huh? What? What what do I want? want? And you know what? I, I want you to think about that for a minute. That's like literally going to the airport and saying, I want to buy a ticket. And the ticket person is like, okay, where do you want to go? And you're like, I don't know, but I know I don't want to go to Kansas City or Mexico. Okay, well, there's a lot of other options. <laughs> there's a lot of places you could go, you know, that... Don't include those two places. And maybe you find out you actually did want to go to Mexico and you didn't realize. Right. <laughs> or you really did need a staycation and you just thought you didn't. <laughs> so the invitation is, what is it that you do want? That way you know how to navigate, buy that ticket forward, navigate forward, and go from where you are to where it is that you want to go. Did you know that you're really allowed to 
tell the universe what you want to feel. Yep. You can want. It's okay. It's okay. You can want things. Yeah. And you you can want things that feel, um, somebody needs to hear this, that feel selfish. Yep. You can want things, you know, that aren't peace on earth. You can, you know, want a good pair of shoes that are really cute and also kind of expensive that isn't related to peace on earth, but peace for your feet. That's fine. And at the same time, you can want peace on earth. You can want a lot of the things and you can get clear with the more clear you get with your wants and why you have them, why they show up, the better that you can move forward on things. And rewire those old thought patterns. So that's number one. Number two, in the topic of challenge and what you might need to be doing within those challenges. Uh Have you gotten stuck in a mindset of false comparison? (laughs) So it seems like whenever we're in the midst of the hardest challenges, we want to compare our quote unquote misery or hard times with like anyone else or guilt ourselves that we don't have it that bad and we shouldn't be feeling bad because so-and-so is going through this or this country's going through that. So, or we try and one up on the misery game. Oh, you thought that was bad. Let me tell you about this awful situation I had. Like we tried one up each other. Why do we do that? You can't see me because it's a <laughs> podcast. Like my hands were like on my head. Like, like, it's, oh, guys, it's a real why? Thing. And we all do it. Always. You know, we're either trying to one up the misery or we're trying to, you know, make ourselves feel bad that we're like upset. And so, or we're comparing ourselves to what somebody else has and it's creating more misery of like, we're getting into that. Why is this always happening to me? It never happens to Sally Sue. They have a perfect life when we don't actually know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't. You may be going like, well, other people have help with their kids or other people don't face these health problems, but we have no idea really, even if you know somebody so well, like Cody and I know each other, I would say very, very well. Really well. But still, I'm not in Cody's house behind closed doors. She's not in my house behind closed doors. We And we're not in each other's bodies. <laughs> yeah. So we don't know. We don't know all, all the things. All the, in, the intricate ways that we get stuck in things and that we, you know, compare and why and all of that. So, but we can always support each other. And you can support your family and your friends and yourself in getting out of these false comparisons. Yes. Choosing that ultimately, instead of comparing yourself to the outside world or one-upping or whatever, how to come into a new way of thinking or seeing your experience. Yeah. Because you may be saying, well, my hip hurts really bad, but there's a war overseas. So I shouldn't feel bad about, you know... Well, let's hold grace for that war overseas. And at the same time, let's hold a really healthy love for the fact that your hip hurts. Right. And then looking into what your hip hurts and the reasons. And and maybe, you know, is there something mentally, emotionally going on? Is there a different way of looking at, you know, your hips? We did talk last month, um, I believe about, oh no, it was in, um, 
was in February when we were talking about healing. We did talk about chronic pain and a different way to yeah. look at chronic pain. So if you want to check out that episode, it was it was a few episodes ago. But we did talk about a different way of looking at the mental, emotional, physical experience of our diseases and our challenges and our health issues. Um, that's one way to kind of shift your mindset. It can also, you know, yes, you can have grace for the world that's happening and shift your mindset around having grace for yourself. Um, I recently worked with a client who was a caretaker of a family member and I was the caretaker. I was a second caretaker. I wasn't the primary caretaker. I will say that of, um, my mom. And one of the biggest challenges I faced, and I was able to give this grace to my client the other day. And that is sometimes when we find ourselves in the role of caretaking somebody that we love, we can have resentment. We can have resentment about the experience or maybe, you know, we're one of three children, five children, and we find ourselves in a position where we're the main primary caretaker and we resent our siblings for putting us in that position. But then we feel guilty about the fact we shouldn't feel that way because this is our parent or our loved one or our partner or whatever. And so we shouldn't feel that way. We should just have unconditional love for that person. Here's what I want you to know in that. Maybe the shift in the mindset or the belief is it's okay to feel both. It's okay to acknowledge your resentment and feel it. And it's okay to acknowledge and feel your love. And both can be okay. It's kind of like you have a horror movie playing in the background while you have a love song playing on the radio. Both are in the room. It is okay. The world is not going to break. And if you can recognize it and honor it, you can then choose like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to turn the volume down on the horror movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to turn the volume up on the love song, but I'm not going to make either one go away. I'm going to give them their space and their time. So that's a simple way to like shift your mindset around, you know, what you're looking at and how you're comparing yourself. Absolutely. And there's also a mindset shift you can do when you're either getting stuck or you're doing false comparisons in just for today. So in in A and AA, we learn if you're in the recovery programs or if you're in Al-Anon, you have a family member or friend that's in recovery um, or maybe you come from a family that had addiction in it. Um, like we learn right here. Yeah. We learn just for today. And because often new people will come into a room and in NA or AA, we call them come into the room and they come into the room and they're like, well, man, all these people talking, you know, they have over a year clean, 10 years clean, 30 years clean. And you're sitting there with one hour, one day, but then they tell you like, it's just for today. You can't compare anybody else because we're all just for today. So Sally Sue over there may have the Bentley and the this. Is Bentley even a car that's popular anymore? I don't even know. I don't even know. Whatever. So she may may have have what you see, yada, 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 all these material things. And you may be like, oh man, I didn't, I'm not successful, blah, blah, blah. But the next day, you know, she may have, you know, gambled her life away and bye-bye Bentley. Like we don't know. So we can't compare because we're only in this moment and each of us is in our own moment individually. Yep. Absolutely. So number three that we really want to bring up is when we're facing some of our challenges, what can compound the challenge is looking at the world or the community and how 
we are being told how to do something, right? Just because the world or the community says, this is how it is, or this is what we should do, right? Doesn't mean that that is true for you. It doesn't mean that it's a one size fits all. So we have to kind of, you know, sometimes our challenges are actually coming up in our life because it's an invitation to look at our mindset, to look at our beliefs, to look at our thought pattern and be brave enough to go our own way. And it is bravery because I've often found when I'm facing really hard challenges that sometimes this mindset of the world or the community that this is how it should be makes stuff more challenging. Yes. Right. I recently (laughs) said in a reel I did, like, stop letting the world tell you how you should do something get in the way of you finding your own way of doing it. Yeah. Cody and I have two, we show up in the world as healers in two totally different ways. Two very different ways. Very different ways because we are different designs. Cody does human design. If you need a reading, I highly, or you've never even heard of it, I highly suggest that you (laughs) talk to her and do some research. Yeah. You can look up human design or you can grab a reading from me. Yeah. And Everyone functions in the world differently. And we're two different human designs. Yes, exactly. I'm a projector and Miss uh, Heather is a generator. It's two different human design types. They have very different ways of moving in the world, very different definitions of what is success for them. I like to work five to six days a week. I like to work three. (laughs) I rarely take a nap unless I'm not feeling good. I don't have access to um, energy in the same way that generators do. They have direct access to life force energy. I do not. That's not how my vehicle was designed. So I need naps. I need lots of downtime. I can sit for four to five hours straight and read my book and do nothing. She totally relax. Four to five hours straight. I'd go insane. (laughs) And I thought for a long time that I was crazy because I was looking at the world, right? And around me were projectors that I didn't know were projectors (laughs) and they didn't know they were projectors because then they were telling me like, you need to rest more. And I'm like, but I am resting. And they're like, there's no way you could be resting. And I'm like, like, be still. Okay. You need to like slow down. And I would try to do it their way. That slow down. I would be like, well, I shouldn't. And I guilt myself. I shouldn't be working, you know, five, six days a week. I should be working three days a week. I mean, something's wrong with me. I'm not succeeding. And I would literally, I would start to have challenges come up in my life because I wasn't living my design. And the same is true for me. Like I, and you'll find this for a lot of projectors, since we're, we live in a world that is 70% generators and 20% of us are projectors or manifestors who don't have a a design that is connected to any energy, you know, portals. Really, it's like projectors and reflectors. We don't really have any access to direct energy or or will center places. Um, what motor centers, that was the word, not will centers, motor centers, my apologies. Um, what we find is that when I'm trying to act like a generator and I'm getting exhausted and burnt out and completely overworking myself, I then feel like there's something wrong with me. Like I'm broken. Like there's some component of who I am that can't function in the society and culture. And therefore I must be broken. 
when really it's, you know, I'm I'm a sailboat trying to be a Maserati. I can't do it. I'm designed <laughs> for the sea. Like I am designed for a completely different way of moving in the world. But a sailboat and a Maserati can compete with each other, one on land, one in the water, and one can have be just as fast as the other, especially depending on the sailboat. And it take it takes a lot, you know, for a sailboat to say, I am a sailboat and I am going to go this way, not that way, even though 20 of you want me to go that way. I, I got to trust my intuition. I have to have faith, like we talked about in other videos, that I got to go this way. Yeah, you have to you have to go your own way. Yeah. And that's really this, like, number three is really about, this, this section is really about when you're looking at your mindset, be brave enough to sign up for what is in alignment with you. And only you are going to know that. Yes. And I'm going to tell you right now a truth that I found, no matter the design, no matter the vehicle, no matter the anything, your body is going to know what is right for you. Because your body is where you're going to feel and experience your intuition. Whether you call that gut, whether you call that intuition, whether you call that just a knowing, your body is going to know going to feel the resonance of what is right for you. Not your head. Not yeah. your head. It's going to be found in your body. Mm-hmm. And that's a really big shift. That's a really big, you know, go back to number two on like, or number one and like reworking those old thought patterns, right? It's like, it's a really big thought pattern to shift from, I don't have to move through the world with my head. I can actually move through the world with my body. It's a very different experience. <laughs> And what you're talking about leads us into our first actionable item. Yes. Because we like to give you guys actionable items. You're like, okay, I've got all this information. I'm totally overwhelmed. What do I do with this? How do I move forward? Okay. So our first actionable item is sitting with yourself, just being quiet. Okay. You don't have to fix anything right now for anybody who's thinking, okay, how do I fix it? (laughs) So you sit with yourself and maybe write about all the thoughts that you're having or Talk out loud into your phone. Most people have phones with a voice recorder. You can do that. Yep. Um, And really look at what are your current challenges? Write them out. I know they seem scary, but once they're written out, they lose some of their power. Yep. Once they're spoken aloud, they lose even more of their power over you. The best way to understand this is actually the kid movie Monster. Because when you open the door and see the monster, they're less scary right? than if you just see the shadow that's right. coming out. So just side note, yeah, <laughs> a fun way to play with that. <laughs> and this is going to help you get real with where your ego is because you can write out, okay, here are my challenges. So let's just use gas prices. Great. Cool. Most Great people challenge. can relate across the world. Okay. So gas prices for your home or your car, whatever, your boat sailboat. (laughs) They're a little more expensive than they used to be. And this can be a challenge that's relatable. So we're looking at that and we say, okay, gas prices are really challenging to me right now. And then like, ask your mind where it's at. Get in, in your noggin and be like, okay, why are gas prices challenging? So my brain likes to scream and she's like, because it's really expensive, guys. It's so expensive. I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to keep going up. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I don't have the answers. I really want to solve all the things. And then we're going to just say, okay, we hear you. 
We're not going to try to fix you. We're just going to write all those thoughts <laughs> yes. down. Write it all down. And then you can drop into your gut. Into your body, into your belly, your chest, your center. Yeah. And for me, I like to ask questions. And then I get an uh-huh or an uh-uh. Very generator. It's very generator. That is. That is. So each person will have a different way that this happens for you, right? So if I drop into my gut and I go, okay, gas prices, and my gut says, I'm a little scared because I feel like I'm not going to be able to do for my family what I've been doing, or I'm not going to be able to do as much in my community because this is impacting me financially. So you can also start to realize there's that's that's the fear that's running under the surface. There it is. And you can choose to practice faith in that challenge. Uh-huh. You know, so go back to our video, you know, a couple of weeks ago yep. about faith and challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also just start to understand the core of, you know, it, it's a fear around wanting to provide, wanting to take care of your family. Right. And, and when you're first looking at that, when you're first sitting with it, it appears that it's just the price of gas or it's just about money, but there's deeper things. So whether this is a health problem that you're facing, maybe you have a person that's addicted to something in your family, maybe you are, maybe you're having trouble with your spouse. There's a million and one challenges I mean, in the world. So it many. Goes on and on. Absolutely. And then that brings us to our second actionable item, which is after you've kind of gotten clear, you've written out the picture a little bit. Now you can kind of get clear on creative brainstorming on new ideas to your current challenge. So this may look like new ways of doing things, uh, looking at different kinds of support system, um, letting your mind focus on what you can do rather than your worries, you know, having those little shift. Um, an experience I had just recently, literally yesterday, uh, I were built, my husband and I are building a house, which is very exciting and full of lots of decisions. And I think yesterday I hit like this wall of decision fatigue (laughs) because we had the trim guy came in and he was asking questions. It was really funny because he was asking questions and it got me thinking about organizing the spaces and setting up, you know, one of the closets for success. He was like, do you have a basket in mind? And I was like, baskets, baskets for the closets. I don't have that yet. We're not there. You're still doing plumbing plumbing and (laughs) piping. Like what, what? But it, it immediately put me in this kind of, you know, my head went into a ego, went into a full panic state about (laughs) how am I going to organize my house moving forward? What does it look like? And now I need to get baskets and uh, right. I don't even know what color are the baskets. I can see her Aquarius brain just going. And I have already spent a lot of time organizing um, the mood boards, how everything's going to look and feel the tile, the woodworking, the paint color, all of that. Right. And I've done so much, so much decision, so much organizing that it almost felt like this was another thing to add on top of all of that. And I felt slightly overwhelmed with it. But what I, the component that I actually felt overwhelmed with wasn't the baskets. Who cares about the baskets? Mm -hmm. It was actually, how do I set myself up for success now? to have an organized system in my house when I am not, I don't think in organizing sort of ways. It like actually is, you know, I have to, I have to challenge myself to do it. I'm more of an artist mentality of like piles and projects everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it really made me think like, oh, I really, I really want to set, I have this blank canvas, so to speak in my house. I really want to set it up for success in the systems that can be in place to keep it organized. 
So it's okay if I want to brainstorm creative ideas for how to bring that into my life. Maybe that looks like, you know, reading blogs about, you know, organization. Blah. Maybe that <laughs> looks like, you know, reading books about organization. Blah. You know, finally I landed on, well, maybe it looks like hiring somebody, you know, for an hour to just give me some support and feedback on their experience because that's what they do for a living. Cool. Sign me up. I'm there for it. There you go. <laughs> I get advice from somebody else outside of me and it's direct. Cool. I'm there for it. So it's okay for you to invite a support system in to help you when you feel like you're facing a challenge. Um, it's okay also for you to figure out how to do it yourself or maybe just ask a friend or a family member to give you somebody you know that's like super good at that thing that you need in your life or you want to be better at and ask them to support you. I think oftentimes we don't ask for support when we need it the most because we're afraid. We are. We're, you know, we're afraid we'll look weak or we're afraid we can't do it all or we're a lot of so much is steeped in fear. But we're not meant to go this life alone. We're not really meant to do it all by ourselves. So get creative on new ways that you can approach your challenge that maybe are outside of what you're thinking and invite people in to help you do that. And our next thing is to go do things. <laughs> when we're facing challenges, sometimes all we feel is that we're just going to have to face that challenge. And so we start to let go of these other things that we really love, or we start to go into like de full depression, mm -hmm. right? Where if you're feeling like you cannot get off the couch or you don't want to leave the house or all of those other feelings that challenges can bring to us, to our front door. Right. I encourage you to go work out. Now, I'm not saying go run on a treadmill. Go for a walk in the park. Go play with your dog. Get out of the house. Go fishing. Go hiking. Go do something. Go walk around the mall if you live in the city. Go walk around the city. I love the sound of the city. Uh, go walk on the country. And on that note, because she's giving very great, beautiful, perfect uh, semi-generator advice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she didn't entirely realize it. I will also say as a projector or someone who maybe feels like doing more feels overwhelming. Yes. I invite you to do something that nurtures self-care. And that doesn't mean more doing. Sometimes that can be more being. So maybe your thing that you need to go out and do is you need to go lay out in a hammock and enjoy the sun on your face. Or go to the park and go swing on a swing set. Or, you know, grab a notebook and a pen and just go doodle. Like literally yesterday I was feeling, I was just feeling sideways. I wasn't even feeling really overwhelmed. I was feeling slightly sideways. So I took myself out for lunch. I pulled, you know, out my notebook and I just like did doodles and lines That's and amazing. circles and whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily like working out or cleaning or accomplishing anything. That's really good if you're a generator. Go accomplish something, like go make something happen. But sometimes you just need to go do something that gives your mind and your body and your heart and your spirit a little bit of a break from the challenge itself. This can even be like 30 minutes or so. Because this morning, let me tell you, now I'm an early bird anyway, but I got up at four o'clock in the morning. It's not unusual for me. I usually get up about five. Sometimes I sleep in. Depends. <laughs> but this morning I knew that if I got up at four, I had some work on my mind as soon as I woke up. And I was like, as a generator, I'm like, okay, let's get it done. Let's get it done. But then I was like, if you get up this early, Heather, the child is asleep. The wife is asleep. All three dogs and two cats are all asleep. The chickens are even still in the coop. I am going to have 
just time for me. Yep. And so you can find those times. And if you may be like, ew, gross, four in the morning, well, find what works for you. What does that look like? Maybe it's late at night after you've put all the kids to yeah, bed. Yeah, I'm and- not a night owl. Some people are. But if it's after all the kids are in bed and you're you're going to chill and do your thing then, then perfect. Or maybe it's, you know, at lunch you go for a walk by yourself or around wherever you're working, you know, just take a breather for yourself. Yeah. So find, find ways to kind of, basically what we're trying to say is find ways to take a break and give yourself a little bit of space. Yes. Because <laughs> it can be a lot to face our challenges. Yes. Um, and to not let our ego or our gremlins get in the way of us going to do something that can be productive mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's action item number three. Action item number four is in the midst of our challenging times, do for others what we can. When we can give our challenges um, times, space, it allows the energy to flow. And also, sometimes what we need most is to get out of our own heads, get out of our own stories, our own life experiences. So I sometimes also feel like, you know, on one hand, do for others what you can, give yourself grace, give others grace. But sometimes like it's really good to go do for others, go, you know, volunteer at a camp and think about, you know, kids that are in need that, you know, are struggling to have food in their lives. Go work for a food bank, you know? It can be as simple as if you know there's a free library, people often build little free library boxes and put them in neighborhoods, right? Where people can pick a book out of anybody, you know? Um, Take one book, Maybe your kid doesn't read it anymore. Take the book and put it in the free library. And I'm going to challenge you to do that. Or to take one can of food and make sure you drop it off at that free pantry or one can of food at a food bank. Trust me, when you're dropping food at a food bank, they don't care if it's 12 cans, five sacks of groceries, or one box of boxed stuffing. They do not care because it's going to go to someone who really needs it. And when you flow that energy out in giving, or maybe you're signing petitions to help people somewhere way across the world. There's many things that we can do in our communities and in the world with money and without, right? Uh, When you flow that energy towards others selflessly out of your body, then it's a ripple effect. Absolutely. Because like that can of corn you gave to that free pantry, somebody's going to pick it up and receive that energy And then that energy is going to flow into them and it's going to continue to ripple into the world. And those ripples come back to us. Yep. And it really, when you're giving to others, it really puts into perspective how we all face challenges. And we're all in this together. You're not by yourself in your challenges. Even if it feels like it, you're not. There's a whole human family out here. (laughs) That's facing the ups and downs right there with you. They may not be the same, but we're definitely facing our challenges, our ups and downs. And also think about those periods in your life where you face challenges and receive support. How can you give some of that support back? Um, You know, I, there was a period in my life where I went to the, the church for the bag of grocery because I couldn't afford food for that week or those couple weeks. Oh, same. I grew up on it. If it wasn't for, um, our lady of perpetual help, 
up in downtown Kansas City, my family would not have survived for a couple years. Absolutely. Yeah. So then a few years ago, I had the space in my life and I had the time. I wanted to give back. I didn't have any money to necessarily give back, although I was in a more stable place. I still didn't have the money to give back, but I had the time. So I volunteered at a women's shelter to put food together, to put those grocery bags together. Yep. For, you know, moms and kids of abused family that were, you know, stepping out on their own. So it's such a beautiful cycle for me to know that those bags, although not that church and that particular organization, it was a different church in a different city in a different state, had helped me get through. And here I was filling the bags for other people to get through. That can just be a really powerful thing to get you out of your own way a little bit and to, to, move the the energy in the world while we're all facing challenges. Absolutely. So we hope you got something amazing from this podcast. And if you love, love our podcast, we really ask if you would consider supporting our show and all that we do with a small monthly donation. So Cody and I, we do this out of the love of our heart and we will continue to because we really believe in helping people to heal out loud. We believe that it's really important for us to all start to talk about our healing yeah, or just, you know, start talking about healing within our own lives with ourselves. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to talk about it with other people if you're not ready. Right. <laughs> Maybe that can come. Yes. Um, but we, that's why we do these so that we can help people just take that next right step, whatever it looks like. Think differently, look at things differently. So, you know, considering doing a little bit of donation allows us to support this episode, these episodes, this podcast for all future episodes. Um, and you can, so you can do that at anchor.fm slash sassy soul sisters slash support. Um, and if you are wanting more support, you individually, you, we would love for you to reach out to Cody and I, we do joint sessions with Cody and Heather, you get both the sassy soul sisters. And it's kind of like one part spiritual awesomeness, seven parts coaching and guiding. We're not going to tell you what to do. We're going to help support you finding your way. <laughs> right. We're not, don't, when, if you come have a session with us, we're not here to heal you. We are here to guide you to your own healing and to help build your spiritual toolbox so that when you face challenges or when you're going through current challenges, that you have tools in your toolbox to begin to start to heal, to be able to move through these challenges with more ease and more grace. Absolutely. So if you're interested in booking a session, you can do that at codylee.com slash book dash now, and it will be in the description below. And if you are not already, please follow us at face on, I can't talk. <laughs> please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sassy soul sisters. And on Instagram at sassy dot soul sisters. And as always, Please follow us. <laughs> yes. And we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and, and you can Google. search us on Google. Um, and if you want to just go directly to the podcast, it's anchor.fm slash sassy soul sisters. All right. Thank you. And we hope that this has helped you face some of your challenges or relook at some of your challenges. Have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.
thanks for joining us on the Sassy Soul Sisters podcast. Your place for exploring the inner soul healing in its many forms. Make sure to check us out on Facebook as the Sassy Soul Sisters. On Instagram as sassy.soulsisters. And on our website, www.sassysoulsisterskc.com. And as always, keep it sassy and heal out loud.